Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Culture Crawl ATX, uh, broadcasting live from Ojos Locos Sports Cantina. Definitely. So today we are going to be talking on, on immigration. Immigration, immigration, immigration. So I know a, a lot of people have their own opinion about immigration, but I'm going to go back to my roots. You know, I'm from Miami, and some people say that it's a whole completely different country down there because we got everybody. We got all types of Caribbean from Jamaicans, Haitians, Bahamians. We got Europeans from from France, Switzerland, uh, Italy. We got Eastern Europeans. We got Africans. We got Asians. We got, we got everything. We got Venezuelans. Was acting yeah, up. That makes sense. We got Colombians. We got we got everybody in Miami, right? Um, and then when I think about just what I've learned, you know, in, in school and what I know about America. Even America themselves was built on the fact of immigration, right? So many people came here from all different parts of the world to add to what we see today. Now, America didn't get in the blink of an eye. It was all built on the backbones of other people who were willing to put in the work to push it forward. So me, I love immigration because we, you learn so much and you exchange cultures and ideologies. But I do understand that we can't let any and everybody in that. We just can't, right? It's, I gotta be a balance, uh, but I think the difficult part is figuring out, well, what is that balance? I don't think it's a zero-sum game. You can't have all or none. I, I think there is some type of balance that, that does exist, and I think it's different for everybody. And I think, I think it's different for every country on top of that. I think you guys are in the perfect place for this conversation as well. Um, because, yeah, you know, just coming from El Paso, uh, you know, we see we see a lot of that, you know, just kind of what happened, you know, back in August um, with the whole El Paso Strong, uh, which is like how we like to kind of cope with things. Um, but, yeah, you know, my family, I'm a third generation Hispanic. Um, my dad's side of the family comes, you know, from from Juarez, you know, so uh, it hits pretty close to home, the topic, um, and then not only that, but, you know, here, you know, where we're actually uh, working at right now, or where I'm working at, uh, the reason I chose this company um, is specifically because they do like to cater to uh, Latinos, you know, which is kind of, uh, you know, right now with what's going on in the world, there's a there's not a lot of places that they can go and feel at home, you know, with uh, the issues that are kind of going on out there. Um, so yeah, that's basically what we're all about here. Uh, but yeah, going back, you know, to me being from El Paso, uh, luckily, like, my family was all safe in that. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely, I know Beto O'Rourke is a really big uh, voice for us right now as well. Um, although he may not have the background, he definitely... Um, he, those are, you know, those are his his people, and that's how he kind of sees it. Um, so yeah, no, I actually saw Beth or work rock, walking down the street uh, not too long ago. I was driving uh, to my open house for school when I was registering for my classes. I'm going to Austin Coding Academy downtown on Seventh and Brazos. And um, yeah, like all of a sudden, I just looked to the right, and then uh, I was like, "Holy, that's Beto!" And then the person I was with was like, "Who?" And I was like, "Beto, like Beto Rourke." And uh, I did. I yelled out of the window. I was like, "Beto!" 
And then, uh, no, actually, I said vote for Bethel. There you go. And uh, yeah, he ended up coming back, and he was like, eh. <laughs> so, you know, coming from El Paso is just like one of those things. But, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So I'm going to propose a question then. So what are some of the the reasons why people have an issue with immigration? You know what, I think a lot of it is, you know, the tax, the taxpayers, uh, you know, that, that's, that's kind of, you know, my biggest issue, because I think they do bring a lot to the country, you know what I mean, um, at the end of the day, but, you know, again, you know, if they're not in the system, that's kind of, you know, where I think things get pretty, like where most people get pretty upset. And if there's not a way for, like I said, for us to trace them, you know, um, like you said, I mean, I think it's a good thing that they come, um, you know, like I said, I'm part of, part of my family, uh, but I think they should have to go through a process and that it should get, you know, legalized in, in some shape or form. So whether they have to sign, you know, sign for the visas, all that, all that. I, I do believe that there should be a process that they have to go through and, and screening. And for those that are listening, I just want to throw it out there. There's a huge difference between immigration yeah. and refugees. Two completely different type of conversations. I guess my question um, from an immigration perspective is, are we on, in the U.S., mm -hmm. right? When people talk about immigration and immigration reform, always what comes up is what about those that are here? and you know the back of the line front of the line conversation um, you cannot kick people out who have been here but it's also inhumane to be deporting people yes it's true that we should have some process for signing people up but then you know there's a group that's out there that says well why do i have to get in line if there wasn't a line already uh, well, just to answer so that, because we changed our policies, like, like, right off the bat, hey, this is what we were doing, I'm so sorry, but this is what we're doing now. Yeah, right. Right? I mean, I, that, obviously, there's no malice behind it, right? There's no, like, oh, this is just because you didn't know. We just happened to change our processes because yeah, right. of X, Y, and Z, right? So that addresses that piece. But That's kind of like, um, weed used to be illegal, right? Now it's not illegal. Now, go ahead and expunge these records. Uh-huh. Right? If you change the policy, yeah. then you also change the way you were treating the people who were being treated one way under said policy. I would agree with that. I would 100% agree with that. But yet, we still got a whole bunch of people in jail or in prison right. for nonviolent crimes. Specifically tied to drug possession. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's a whole other conversation. We'll definitely do a podcast on drugs. We'll just call it drugs. Say, we'll just drugs. Yeah, we can just call it drugs. Drugs. And, yeah. We'll, we'll do. We'll, we'll table that for next time. Um, but overall, so to go back to those who are here, right? So I agree. I don't feel like I 100% agree. It's inhumane to deport people who have not had a reason to be deported under the fact of being here, right? If they're just here, we shouldn't deport them. Right. If they were, live. yeah, if they were criminals, okay, that's all. That's all the conversation. But if they are here, there is a process, right? right? So for every single person who is here illegally, we need to have a process in place to naturalize them to become American citizens. Right. That's how we solve the current issue right now. Then, to moving forward, we have a new policy. It's like, hey, this is what the process is. From here on out, from here on out, 
We are no longer accepting any type of illegal immigration, none whatsoever, because here's the new process. If you do not follow this process, I'm sorry, you do not get into America. But we don't cr criminalize or penalize those that are already here because of a system, in my opinion, that wasn't really created yes. to like really fix or kind of accommodate the whole challenge in the first place. Yeah, and I think, you know, that like me, like that's where I would honestly like like to do more research and know more about, you know, my city because what's happening at the border right now, you know, is are they just not letting them in at all? Are they giving them like time for, you know, I mean, I guess it's just like any other country that you go to when you visit, you need a passport, you know? So now... Are they, is that what they're expecting when they're coming in? So what, what I would you know? say, and this is based on what I and know. And this is the ones that are trying to follow the, the, the process, you know, and, and do it, like I said, documentation and all that sort of stuff. Well, what, from what I've known, and if anybody wants to do some research and add in the comments, please do. But majority of the people at the border are refugees, not immigrants. So they are trying, they're escaping from political, social, economic, you know, and or, or <laughs> oppression. And they want to go, they want to find a better place to live. And a lot of people who come into the American border are saying, they're calling, they're asking for, you know, uh, asylum because they're refugees. However, the definition of a refugee, and this is where I think a lot of people confuse immigration with refugees, is that a refugee means that if you are a refugee, you need to leave to go to the nearest, safest country. So if anybody's coming from Central America, the nearest, safest country is Mexico. It's not America. So we have a lot of people from Central America and from Latin America coming to America claiming refugee status. It's like, no, you are not a refugee. However, if you are Mexican, then yes, you are a refugee because the nearest, safest country will be America for Mexicans, but not from anybody in Central America. Mexico is Central America too, but, but below Central America. Right. Anybody else comes, like, no, no, no. It's like, we, there, you're not, now you're not a refugee. Now you want to be in, now you're looking for immigration here. That's a different process. You know, this is the process of immigration versus you are a refugee. And that's why I think a lot of the issues is, is, is tied to relationships between Mexico and America. Because if for me, if I was president, my first thing would be like, Mexico, what y'all doing? Why y'all letting all these people come to... Oh, right, because they do keep to... saying that they come up from wherever yeah. through Mexico and then to the border. Whereas Mexico should allow them to be citizens there exactly and then now but what, what i can hear people bringing up well then well what makes a country safe versus not safe right? right is mexico really safe because of drugs and cartel and president system you know then it's then we kind of go into like back and forth between like what is really safe and that, that's a you know what i mean right. i'm not sure how safe, safe for whom yeah right, right. yeah i know that it, it continues to be a um conversation that people have to choose a side on. Yeah. Right? It's either you're pro-immigration or you're anti-immigration, but we've been given not too much detail or additional talking points on what policy looks like, how it would actually affect America. What we do know, though, for sure is if you kick anybody, if you kick everyone out that's undocumented, the economy will come to a standstill because it's not like anyone is taking someone's job, mm -hmm. one, and it's not like that whole entire group isn't spending money 
inside of a country that's based on consumption. Yeah, capitalist, yeah. Right? So, I don't know what I'm It's interesting. And then now that it's become, because it's so uh, politicized, now we've got these extremes. And now we have the danger, which is what brings El Paso into um, the conversation. We went through El Paso once, twice, I guess, going back and forth to Phoenix. And we didn't realize that it, El Paso is basically one big city where part of it is on one side of the border and part of it is on the other. Really? They just call it Juarez. Oh, I know that. You know what I mean? Like, they work together in tandem. Um, people who live in Juarez work in El Paso. Their children go to school in El Paso, right? Uh, they may come back. Um, uh, you know, all of that. So when they talk about closing the border, yeah, that's half the city. That would be like saying people from Kyle mm-hmm. are no longer allowed to come to work in Austin. In Austin. So, so Kyle's in, uh, in Texas, and so is Austin, for those that don't know. Google right. Maps. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so, so back to I haven't known about El Paso, so yeah. wait, wait. So, Wal, what was it? Juarez? Juarez. Juarez, that's so, it. Juarez is a city that's, that's like the sister city uh-huh. to El Paso. Yeah. But it's not like you go far mm-hmm. to get into Juarez. You can see it. I mean, it's like if I... If from right here we look downtown Austin, yeah, that's like how we would see Juarez and Juarez would see El Paso. And Juarez is in Mexico. It's in Mexico. So when they when they um, this is where information yeah comes in, right? When they're talking about these different cities, and then you'll hear people talk about how dangerous Juarez is. Mm-hmm. It's not actually that dangerous. Compared to any normal American city, like Chicago, where like Detroit, like New York City, you know Miami, anything's so, pop off in all these cities. You know I mean? Like if, if we're talking about guns and drugs, yeah, but if we're talking about families and people trying to work, it's just a normal city, and it's actually an extension of an American city. Yeah, right? it's similar to um, this is a this is a shout out to all the service members uh, in San Diego. But years ago, you didn't need ID. To cross the border into Tijuana, you can take the train from San Diego to the San Isidro trolley from my homies. You walk across the border, party. You walk back across the border, and you go home. And for those who um, had military discount, you could stay at the hotel right there in San Diego before you went back to Camp Pendleton. Then they changed the rules where you had to have a passport. And they've made it more strict, but I haven't been along that border mm-hmm. in a while. I would be surprised, shocked actually, if they're still not allowing if they're not allowing people to spend money in Tijuana, because Tijuana functions as um, an entertainment center, mm-hmm. right, for people who live in San Diego. Um, so. By closing the border, you're closing the economics. But you can't tell me that there's no American interest in, Tijuana. in those Tijuana businesses. Yeah. Right? And that's the same, the same is true 
from a Juarez perspective where people are coming from Juarez into El Paso to work, when you close that border, you are disrupting American interests. Oh, so, right? and that, that's the that's what's silly about ignorance. Yeah, and, and I, I'm thank you for that because I didn't even know about that. I'm here in Texas living, but I really don't know too much about Mexico and just overall the the southern border, right? That's the southern border. Um, so to backtrack, you know, because I'm ignorant. So the border between Mexico and America right now is open. I mean, it has a. There are parts where uh, you can just walk. Yeah. And there's nothing happening. Yeah. There are parts where there's highways. Uh-huh. Right? There's a highway that goes from El Paso into Juarez, but you got to go through like a toll gate, it's called. Uh, so actually, have you ever crossed? Wait, wait, oh, oh, this is a good one. So because you're from Florida, you've never crossed the border into Mexico. Never. No. So oh, I, I've been oh. to Mexico. Yeah. You know, right, I went there for my bachelor party, but I'm playing. But I never right, actually right, right. crossed the border of Mexico from the United States to there because just never had to. Yeah. I mind you. So when, when I was when I was in Europe and I was living overseas, they had all their borders down because of the European Union, right? Mm-hmm. It was dope. You don't have to show your ID unless unless they hey you pull up at the side, right? Like, right people right. are there at the border patrol, but you don't show you any ID now, you're taking out your passport, nothing. You're going through whether you're going from right. France, Switzerland, Italy, Germany, didn't matter. You know, right. all open borders. And I loved it. And I loved it. But that was my first even like thought that something like something like that could, could have been happening. I didn't think United States was doing something similar with Mexico. Uh, it, well, <clears throat> similar, let, me, right? let me say this. Yeah, yeah. kind of similar. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. to your point, I, I did go from, um, I walked from inside of Switzerland, got off the train, walked from inside of Switzerland yeah. into France. Yeah, sure. But I came back immediately. Okay. Because I wasn't sure if I was supposed to do that. It just didn't feel right. But that's a function of how it is to cross the border in the U.S. Yeah. Even though you can walk across the border, it's still a fence or some some um, structure that lets you know that you are now passing into another space. Mm-hmm. As opposed to when I walked into France, it was like we was all just walking into France, like we was in Switzerland crossing the street. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. And, and plus, it, it's also they've been like that for a lot longer, yeah. right? You know, so that's also tied to it. Uh, so being from El Paso, can you explain what it's like, what it's what the city of Juarez and the city of El Paso is like, given that they're so close together and they, they act as like one city? But they're in two different countries. Yeah, it's totally different. It's, it's totally different. Um, you know, a lot of people like out here when I say El Paso, like they think it's part of Mexico, you know? Um, but when you're from El Paso, it's totally different, you know. Me, when I was a little girl, I used to go to Juarez every weekend. Me and my family used to walk over, you know, once a week. Um, and that's back when all you had to do is pay like 80 cents just to cross the border, you know. Um, and you could actually walk, like, and basically we would just go shopping, you know. Um, we would go get food, you know. Uh, I mean, El Paso has great food already compared to Central Texas. Like, El Paso's food is amazing um, because it is so close and it's just like, you know, the food that you find in, in Juarez. But, um, I, I mean, I think that's what, like, a lot of, like, people don't understand, you know. Once my mom moved us here to Austin, which was in 2006, 
So I've spent half my life in El Paso, half my life here in Austin. Um, so, you know, I've, I've seen like the totally, total differences. Um, El Paso is more considered part of, it's looked at as part of Mexico rather than it is Texas, you know? Um, but like I said, when you're when you're from there, it's it's a totally different story. But um, it's all family. El Paso, basically, that's the way I describe El Paso. Is it's all family, and a lot of, like I said, just two generations. You know, they're most of them are from. Uh, most of the families are from Juarez, um, out there. But yeah, it's it's. I mean, when it comes down to, like, actual, like, uh, politics and stuff like that, I don't know too much about it. Um, but, you know, like like I said, like, just coming from there, I, it's more it's more personal, I think. Yeah, no, it makes sense, uh, makes sense. Yeah. So then, on the topic of, you know, immigration and given the fact we can't let any and everybody in America, you know, have you ever thought about, you know, what what is that number? How many people should America let in every year? Has to be a number, right? So, well, what is that number? I, I, I believe I saw one time it was like 100,000. I'm not sure if that's true, so I'm sorry if I'm wrong. Um, but I believe it was like 100,000 immigrants per year, or maybe that was like per you know, country, I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, but if you think about it, right, there's, there's about 200 countries in the world. And given the fact that some are definitely, you know, well-developed, others are not so much developed. A lot of people, when they come to America, because you could, because because of the American dream, right. you know, the, the American dream. But once we again, sell that dream international, oh, Of right? course. So. And that's why, because we sell that dream international, we have an increased immigration, because people do want to come here. Because here in America... Regardless of like, you know, mind you, I'm gonna say the American dream. I'm not gonna say in true real America because we all we all saw the music video. This is America, right? I'm not I'm not talking about this is America, but but I'm saying that right now, based on what we know, the American dream. You could be anybody. Come here if you work hard. You could go from zero to a hundred real quick. That, that, that is what we sell people, right? It's like, hey, you know, you could come here and you could either work, you could be an entrepreneur, you could do stock market, you could get house, whatever you want. Like, like anything here is possible for you if you just, if you are able to pull yourself up by your bootstraps right, and get it done. Hey, all power to you. But because because we sell that dream a lot of people want to come here and actually take advantage of that opportunity because right. where they're what they're currently going well through, i mean like i said i think at the end of the day that's kind of what it goes back down to you know is like i mean even i mean yeah of course like the population like i i don't know you know what the population now is here and what it should be or especially living in austin i mean we know how congested it is you know yeah, it's a million even just in one now. city yeah, yeah. yeah um so like how do you even manage those things you know like how do they even look at th those numbers and try to put a number on it or, I think, yeah i think it would be know? fair to have a percentage of immigrants going to other countries like how many people are are trying to get to uh, Brazil from America, from Bolivia, okay, or going into Brazil from any other mm -hmm. country around, right? Because if, if you consider Brazil the economic power of oh, America. South America, yeah. how many people are coming from uh, Colombia, yeah. Venezuela, Peru, Chile mm -hmm. into Brazil, and how many people are they trying to keep out versus? How many people are trying to come into the states? Because so here's the thing: yeah, go ahead. relative go ahead. to a number, what if we did let everybody in? Then what? 
We have plenty of housing. Montana's empty. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Land space. Yes, we have enough land space. Yeah, we have enough sure. space. We, for sure. And we could build the infrastructure. Yeah, you, yeah. That's why there's you entrepreneurs to create more jobs. Yeah. So there's. It's not that we don't have enough space. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like America's not busting at the seams <laughs> with people. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. You know I, mean? I, I definitely so, do here. Got so. It. You know, creating a number. Uh -huh. What if we just said there is no number and just let them all in? But be, be, because the issue with that is now, then the majority, which predominantly is white, will not be the majority. Then that, that then, then that is not an immigration issue. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> so so that, that that's one part. That's one issue, right? But I'm saying another issue is that because of the way we currently handle resources, we give the idea there's a lack of resources. Yes. So because of that, it also adds into, oh, wait a minute, we can't just let everybody inside here because number one, they don't look like us. They don't, they don't, they don't have our morals and values. They're all criminals. But, those, but that is, that, those are reasons to make people fall on one side of the debate. If, when I'm, so here's the, here's the thing right? mm -hmm. Anytime I get into a taxi in New York mm -hmm. And that taxi driver Happens to be African yeah. That taxi driver usually is an engineer Alright That's just how that is okay. But they believe that there is greater opportunity Here mm -hmm. In America as a taxi driver For their family Because mm -hmm. we're talking about what people are doing for their families Yeah, yeah. Rather than being an engineer in Nigeria, maybe, or you know, an engineer in Uganda, maybe, yeah, depending on what they're dealing with, mm -hmm. yeah. we create this this idea of lack of resources. Mm -hmm. But again, and uh, you know, this all goes together. But relative to taxes, relative to um, criminal justice, relative to the penal system, if you just let them all in, the reason that they're coming is because they were working. Some shit happened. Mm -hmm. They can't work there anymore. Now they need somewhere else to work. Yeah. Or wherever, wherever environment they were working and changed. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like people are showing up like, oh, I'm trying to come and get on payroll from the government. They know they can't do that anyway because they're undocumented, which is yeah. why they work at these jobs. You know, like, I guess my problem, the biggest problem is we denigrate and demonize and then when we raid the plants mm -hmm. where the most undocumented workers are yeah they're the plants that no one wants to work at yeah. but we all benefit from mm -hmm. you know I mean like a, a chicken chicken yeah. stripping was that, was that in Houston? in Mississippi well Mississippi okay yeah. nobody wants to live in Mississippi nobody no okay, nobody wait, wait, no wait, Americans wait, no wait, wait. oh family but wait my family's from Mississippi how <laughs> <laughs> you go say that man <laughs> Nah, I'm not. I'm not shitting on Mississippi. However, all right, y'all know y'all's ranks. Yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean, it's a that's fact. A, it's a fact. That's it's a, a fact of the government, right? Right, not right. To invest in its people, but still, but, we know that the government doesn't invest in its people. But I'm also, I'm gonna say, but Mississippi, though, like, like outside the government, Mississippi is the South. For right, 16, 1619 is a good reason why Mississippi remains behind. It's because. They never wanted to give those people anything. Yeah, yeah. So, my bad for throwing Mississippi under the bus. Well, I'm Love sorry. I, I'm, 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 I'm going to do a quick <laughs> shout out to Alabama for electing a black mayor. Hey, go ahead. Uh, but, uh, you know, when, when we start 
hunting people down is the people who are working the hardest. Yeah. Right? I've not heard anyone uh, talk about deporting a student that was stopped from committing a mass shooting. And I understand that they're citizens. Yeah. Okay, cool. But if you get stopped from something like that, you need to be a supermax. Mm-hmm. Your rights need to be taken away, maybe, for a little bit. If you was talking about murdering everybody. You know what I mean? Like, that's not normal crime. That's something else. So, when we start, when they start creating this person that is... That, we, that the system can't support that immediately creates a narrative that they're looking for support. They're not looking for support. They're just trying to find a place where they can raise their kids and not have to worry about their kids being kidnapped. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when, when cats pull up at the border and they're like, oh, yo, they're kidnapping children there. Can we come in? And then we're like, nah, we don't have space for you. We do, though. You know what I mean? But to your point, the current majority would not be the majority. Yeah. And that is what the actual problem is. Yeah. And that's why they're up in arms about the census, mm-hmm. right? Because they don't want the census to count brown people so that more resources don't go to brown people. Yeah. And the only people at the border are brown. But uh, actually, my homie just said something, speaking of immigration, just said something, I don't know if it's true. Yeah. But the president recently signed some order that said that people from Poland can just come on in. Now, you have to Google that. I don't know. But if you if you if you if that is true, coupled with closing the border at Mexico, coupled with not allowing people from majority Muslim countries to enter, that's just still going on. Yeah. Side note: there was a Princeton student who was not allowed to come because they were from one of these countries on the band list. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened with that, and I don't know if there was more to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but just being called out like, oh, no, we need to check you extra. Even that extra check is still unfair because they're not checking extra some dude that's got old racist tweets yeah, right, yeah, yeah, from New Jersey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We ain't going to find that shit out until later. You see, and, and that's my issue with immigration is that it's not the same. Because obviously, yes, we know there's racism. We know there is racism. We know there's biases. We know there's discrimination. But like, if you remove all of that, like we're just talking about the policy, your policy should be your policy. It shouldn't change based on yeah where you are. Yeah, it shouldn't change. Where you, yeah, because it's foreign policy. Yes, I know we have allies, and you know we have different type of allies for different things, and I get that. But like, there should be like a. I guess a floor and a ceiling. Right there you go. There you go. It should be a floor, a floor and a ceiling. And I feel like the floor and the ceiling is different for everybody. Yeah. And it shouldn't be. Like everybody should fall within the floor and the ceiling instead of having their own parameters. Because it confuses everybody. No one knows what you're actually trying to do from what you're not trying to do and what's what's actually attainable versus not attainable. It makes things very, very, very difficult for even us as citizens to kind of process. Like, like what, how we should feel around immigration. Because you talked about it earlier, it's so politicized mm-hmm. that now we're like, oh, someone should immigrate, they're bad. 
it's like, wait, what, wait, why? Like, 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 why is immigration being frowned upon? Like, like, when right. did we made immigration now a negative? Yeah, right. And right. That's why it's except for touch, some. People. It is. It's such like a touchy subject, you know, because like, there's so many like people that don't know how to feel about it because, like you said, it has been like perceived, and it's all perception, you know, yeah. and how you how you see it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I totally agree with that last statement that you just said. Yeah, yeah. and to me, it's uh, it's mind blowing because where we are right now is that because you know education i think it's so funny how everything's connected because we're not educated and i'm saying we as in all of america is not educated on the history of america it allows for this false perception of immigration to even be created in the first place right because everybody's ignorant not everybody i'm generalizing but everybody's ignorant yeah. So because of that, it's like, oh, oh, you're 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 coming from this uh, southern part of of uh, you coming from South America? Oh, you must be Mexican. Um, no, I'm Brazilian right. or right. Colombian or Nicaraguan or I'm from Bolivia or I could be from Chile. It's like, bro, like, what you mean? I'm, I'm no, I'm not Mexican. You know, it's like, oh, you're black. You must be you must be African or Jamaican. Um, so Africa is a whole continent, and not everybody's Jamaican. 